Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 Pedal back. Yeah, quick transition. Hey, guys, sports fans, Cam Stewart with the Sports Grid News and betting update. You want an edge, cappers? You need to get on the grid. Sports Grid. Miles Garrett's NFL season over. Could be a lot worse for him, too. Cleveland Browns defensive end has been suspended indefinitely for his actions Thursday night versus Pittsburgh. As Gabe talked about, this one looked more like a, a gun and knife fight than a football game at the end there. It got pretty scary. Garrett's going to miss at least the rest of the season. What he did was insane taking off. Uh, Steeler quarterback Mason Rudolph's helmet and using the helmet to hit Rudolph in the head. That could have been pretty serious stuff, but uh, things got wild. The 2017 number one overall pick now required to meet with Commissioner Roger Goodell prior to decision on reinstatement into the NFL, but he's definitely gone for this year. It could get worse. Garrett expected to appeal. Uh, he's uh, having a really good year, too, before all this happened. Ten sacks and two forced fumbles for the Browns. Steelers center Marquise Pouncey, he received a three-game suspension. Browns defensive end Larry Ungajobi, he's uh, docked one game for his part in the melee with Rudolph and Garrett. In addition, Mason Rudolph's agent came out today and said all legal options on the table after this incident. So maybe a lawsuit. I don't know what he's talking about, but things are open right now. Rudolph also going to be fined an unspecific amount for his role in Thursday's brawl at the end of the Brown Steelers game. These guys are going to meet again in week 13. They don't like each other. An update on Colin Kaepernick. This just in 24 teams will now attend the Colin Kaepernick workout tomorrow afternoon in Atlanta. Yesterday, only 11 teams confirmed, so 13 more on the list. Lots of injury news today. Let's go. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Jacoby Brissett will start Sunday versus Jacksonville. He missed week 10 with a knee injury. Uh, the Colts will once again be without T.Y. Hilton. He's going to miss a third straight game. Bad news for Detroit. Quarterback Matt Stafford's going to miss another game on Sunday versus Dallas. He's got that lingering back injury. It forced him to miss week 10. This from Coach Patricia. Jeff Driscoll gets the call again for the Lions. 27 for 46 for 269 yards. One TD, one pick in last week's 20-13 to 13 loss to Chicago. Minnesota again without the services of wideout Adam Thielen for this week's game versus Denver. He's nursing a hammy injury. Philadelphia running back Darren Sproles is going to miss the rest of the season after suffering a torn right hip flexor with 19,696 yards all-purpose. The 36-year-old back fifth all-time in the NFL history. Pretty solid stuff behind only Jerry Rice. Brian Mitchell, Walter Payton, and Emmett Smith. Lots of news by the Eagles. They brought back running back J.H.I. He's yet to play this season, recovering from that torn ACL. Jordan Howard, he's not been cleared to play after con contact. He's had that stinger injury versus Chicago, so he's not going to play. The Eagles also without Alshon Jeffrey when they take on uh, the New England Patriots on Sunday. The NFL spending about eight hours interviewing Antonio Brown in Florida today. The league could require follow-up discussions before deciding if the free agent wideout can play. Brown says the meeting went very well, and his agent Drew Rosenhaus thinks Brown will suit up again during the 2019 season. Two in the NCAA tonight, 7 o'clock, CUSA. Louisiana Tech at Marshall Thundering Herd, 6.5, 54.5, 9.30 late game, Mountain West. Fresno State at San Diego State. Aztecs, minus one point, total 43 NBA action. We got the Lakers guard Avery Bradley is going to be reevaluated in one to two weeks' time after suffering a hairline fracture in his non-weight bearing bone of his right leg. Alex Caruso, more playing time today for all you DFS players. Look at him. Catavius Caldwell-Pope, questionable for tonight's game. Let's go to the board. Seven games in the NBA tonight. San Antonio to Orlando Magic, minus three, 210 and a half. Detroit, minus four at Charlotte, 220. We've got four at eight o'clock, Indiana at Houston, Rockets minus six and a half, 225, Washington at Minnesota, the T-Wolves five and a half point favorites, 240, Andrew Wiggins out for Minnesota, personal reasons, Philadelphia laying three and a half at OKC, 214, your total, Utah minus seven and a half at Memphis, 214 and a half, we got a pair at 1030 Eastern Boston, minus seven at Golden State, 223, Sacramento and the Lakers, LA minus 10 and a half, 215. We got Duke and Georgia State kicking off the top 25 college hoop sked at 7 o'clock. Blue Devils, big favorites, minus 29 in that game. MLB, the Pittsburgh Pirates have hired Ben Charrington as the new GM. He worked with Toronto last year. 
five games in the NHL. Boston and Toronto, Leafs minus a buck 25, six and a half. St. Louis laying a quarter at Columbus, five and a half. Pittsburgh, 20 cent favorites at New Jersey, six and a half. Montreal at Washington, Caps minus 175, six and a half. Babano likes the over, 730. Philadelphia, minus 140 at Ottawa. We got a six and a half total there. Danny Lee at 29 on nine holes today at the Mayacoba Classic in Mexico. He leads at nine under. Xander Lombard, he leads and the European tour from South Africa, the Nedbed Challenge. Tennis action, ATP finals in London. Rafa Nadal, the one seed, taking out the six seed. Stefan Sipsudis, 6-7, Other quarter, Zherev, the seven seed, upset. Number four, Daniel Medvedev, a good game there, six four seven six. So there we go. That is your update. I'm Cam Stewart. You can join me and Marenzi for hour two of Red Heat and Rage. Gabe on location in Montreal. I'm here, and he's got a concert tonight. Thanks to Babano for stopping by. We'll break down the rest of the gambling uh, board and talk some more sports. I'm Cam Stewart. It's Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid. Hour two is coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game Time Decisions. Back to live action. Hour one in the books. Hour two. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage. You ain't giving me crap there, Gabe. That's right. I'm talking about your concert. You didn't even give the location. Montreal. But it's at, uh, I think it's your favorite spot. The Catacombs, right? Is that where uh, you're back to action there at the Catacombs? Love that name. Good handle. Yeah, it's become our uh, unofficial whole base. Uh, in Montreal, uh, Club Catacombs. It's interesting. It used to be like a, a dance and nightclub camp, and it was like um, sort of like ago. tropical themed, sort of like the Tropicana actually in Vegas. Think <laughs> the same thing. It's sort of like there's like fake palm trees, and it's one of those places. There's like fake palm trees and like Christmas okay. lights on all the time. Like there's lights everywhere, and it's very like tiki lounge ish type thing, and it's all nice. But it's like a co-op punk rock bar. It's run by, like, you know, punk rockers with pit bulls and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's this nice place, but I think they're getting the boot now. Seems like the owner kicks the owner of the property, I think, uh, might be building condos. Because, yeah, it's a prime spot. It's right downtown uh, St. Laurent Street and Ontario Street. People in Montreal will obviously know it's right outside of St. Laurent Metro. It's, like, right up the street. And uh, you know what? We've got three other bands uh, playing as well. Um, you know, we got a band. We got bands from Ottawa. We got bands from all over the place, and we're we're, we're playing again tomorrow night in Sherbrooke. So there's a little metal fest going on tonight. It should be a good time. Now it's Montreal. People don't really leave their house until midnight in Montreal. Yeah. But you can't play at one in the morning, right? So you're kind of it's exactly. one of these damned if you do, damned if you don't. So we got to sort of force the first band to start at nine o'clock, even if there's no one in the room yet which kind of sucks for them, but you know, it's our record release. Otherwise we're going to come out at one thirty in the morning and you know, it's freezing cold here. I'm getting used to it, but it's still freezing cold here. I know Montrealers are used to it. So it's not a bad weather night for locals camp. You know what I mean? It's not like a snowstorm. It's not an ice storm for someone like me, who's a big wimp. Uh, yeah, it's damn cold, <laughs> but it's a, it's a typical night in Montreal. Let's call it out for what it is. People in Montreal, they're hardcore. People in Winnipeg, hardcore. When I lived up in the Northwest Territory, yeah, that's tough. like re- that's like real cold, right? Like you know what I mean. You fall asleep in the snowbank, as I told you guys, are like missing limbs, fingers. That's the type of thing. That's how cold it gets here. We're a joke. But you like, see it, Cam. Ontario's a joke. Yeah. You know, but you it's see it crazy. here. Guys, like like I said, like I see old ladies, like you know, or like ladies, like secretaries having a cigarette outside the office building. Yeah. Like they're in their skirt and stuff. Like they're not yeah. they have a jacket. You know, there's dudes walking huh. around with their jacket not zipped up. It's like, dude, it's like minus hey. freaking 18 out here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me, Gabe. I wear a short sleeve shirt in the winter, buddy. I run hot. No, I like the people of Montreal. Tough. They, they laugh at this weather. Hope uh, people turn out for the show tonight, buddy. That's good that you're not having a blizzard. We'll talk more sports and more homicide after the break. GTD Red Heat Rage. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn-up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two, GTD Red Heat Rage. I'm Cam Stewart. Foo Fighters there. Gabe, I remember once you told me a story. Didn't Grohl Grohl slept on your couch? Pretty interesting house guest. Uh, too bad he didn't leave you some money in an envelope. That would have yeah, been that's nice. correct. <laughs> Guys loaded. Yeah, you know what I tell you. If I if I had uh, if I only had a uh, hundred dollars for every uh, famous person that I know before they were rich, I'd be a millionaire too. <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly, amazing, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. You never know this stuff. I mean. Yeah, Dave Grohl used to be in a band before he was in a band Nirvana. When he was a teenager, he was in a band called uh, Scream. Um, they were based out of Washington D.C. Um, so he was in a band called Scream. Even though he's from uh, he's from the state of Washington, Nirvana. Uh, excuse me, uh, Grohl is, and Nirvana was obviously Seattle. But so you know, Dave Grohl was sort of known in the punk rock scene in the eighties as you know a badass drummer. People are like, man, that you know, you hear this Dave Grohl kid. He's really good. So a lot of bands wanted him. So he was in the band Scream. And um, Scream played uh, with, I used to be in a band called Corrupted Youth. And uh, I think we played with the Butthole Surfers. Nice. Um, so I knew that the band, the Butthole, long story short, I knew the Butthole Surfers. And Scream were playing with the Butthole Surfers. And I was hanging out with the Butthole Surfers. And uh, the band Scream opened up for them and didn't have anywhere to sleep. You know, so yeah, Dave, you know, so Dave Grohl, yeah, couldn't afford a hotel room, basically. And I told him, ah, oh, why don't we go back to my place and party? And it's funny because I got back home and I lost my key cam. <laughs> so <laughs> I smashed my window in front of Dave Grohl. I'm like, ah, I, I invited you guys. We're getting in. I smashed the window. <laughs> so That's great. I, I we broke in. And um, so, yeah, they crashed. You know, he slept on my floor. Guy sleeps on my floor and... Uh, I don't know, man. Basically, it wasn't like a couple of years later. Like, he, he popped up in Nirvana like seven or eight years later type thing. You know what I mean? Because, you know, this was before Nirvana even. And maybe it was about, you know, five years, six, seven years 
And then, boom, when I saw Nirvana for the first time, I was like, holy crap, man. I said, that's the dude that slept at my house. That's the guy from that band Scream. <laughs> and it's pretty crazy because people don't realize about Nirvana. It's a lot like the Beatles, Ken. They had a drummer. They had a drummer, and Kurt Cobain booted him for, for Dave Grohl. Basically, Geffen found, David Geffen and Geffen Records found out about this band Nirvana out of Seattle. And, you know, the glam rock was starting to get stale. You know, people were looking for something new. And they never wanted, you know, grunge. And, you know, they wanted flashy guys. But, you know, people just, you know, Geffen knew the first time he heard Kurt Cobain that he was like, yeah, this guy, this guy will be big. So he offered, they went in, Kurt Cobain, David Geffen, and um, Geffen said, I want to sign you. And Kurt Cobain is one of these guys, I don't want to sign with a major label. And, you know, we're an independent band. I don't want to be seen as like a major rock act. Like we're not, a, we're not Guns N' Roses, you know, essentially. We're not Guns N' Roses. We're not Metallica. Like, I don't want that. Um, David Geffen can put a blank check. He goes, well, <laughs> he said, how about this? He said, he put a blank check on the table. And he said, how about you fill in what it would take for you to sign with me right now? Amazing. Kurt Cobain wrote down $5 million. David Geffen said, welcome to Geffen Records. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Kurt Cobain called Dave Grohl. Kurt Cobain called Dave Grohl and said, bro, because he, uh, he asked him to join the band a couple of times, and Grohl was like, I got yeah. stuff going on, bro. I'm busy. Yeah. And uh, it, it changed when Kurt Cobain said, David Geffen just gave me $5 million. <laughs> I'll see you, I'll see you <laughs> Kurt. A little piece of rock history for you. That's awesome. No, because I remember Yang, Check a link. I sent Yang. Uh, I sent Yang another link. Hopefully this one will work. We'll see. I'm getting locked out of my own record here. But try try the link yeah. I sent to your hotmail there, uh, to your email there, uh, Yang. It's a good call, Marenzi, because back in that day, like I watch a lot of documentaries because, you know, I'm a big Dinosaur Jr. fan. Right. So that was the thing. Like a lot of those bands were on small labels, Sub Pop. You know, Sub Pop was big for the alternative scene with Mudhoney and all those other guys. Right. Like a lot of those bands. They, yeah. Yeah. You know, they did OK. Like they made it. A couple bands like Mother Love Bone. They're on like the single soundtrack and stuff like they didn't. Yeah, really, but they, Jay they made, Mascus. Jay Mascus is different. He's still grinding. But those guys. They're doing well. Yeah, but they didn't want. They don't want that. It's hard no, to believe, don't. but not everyone wants to be. No, he's, you know he's Eminem true. or Axl Rose. These guys You're just so want right. to play music and exactly. make a living doing it, and that's what they yep. do. You know, yep. I look at Nirvana. He didn't want that cab, and what happened to him? He ended up blowing his head off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he hated yeah. it. Like it's one of the reasons. Like he did not like. He did not like his life, like of rock tours, and then. And then they, they basically became what he didn't want for real. And Grohl and the bassist were 100% behind it. They were like, dude, you know what I mean? I know you hate this, but we're going to make $12 million in the next two months if we play these 20 shows. Yeah. So, you know, please, for my sake, let's do these shows. They were telling him. Sure. And Kurt Cobain basically was like, guys, how much effort money is enough for you? Like, we already have money, right? And... The other guys in the band and the managers and everything are like, you know how it goes, Cam. One more tour, guys. You know, one yeah. more record, Kurt. One more, Ash. one more show. One more big score. And big his score. only way out was to take his own life. <laughs> I hate to sound so harsh about it, but no, but it's I've true. Said, you could have quit the band, but he was an extreme guy. <laughs> he was, and it could've wasn't just, just quit that. Cam, right? Courtney Love too, like all those guys that he used to hang out with. They all hated her, right? Like when you watch some of the documentaries and stuff. She's like, meh, 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 meh. like a lot of those guys. From yeah, the but she band. didn't kill him. No, I don't think, uh, yeah, no, I don't think she, I, I watched a couple documentaries. I don't know. I, I agree. At first I was kind of thinking maybe, but I'm with you. I don't think she did either. Uh, I don't think she helped his life in we'll any get to way. The games. Last thing about this though, Cam. Oh, yeah. With Courtney Love. Courtney Love, the record, her first record for, with the band Hole is actually very yeah. good. Like, oh, go I, on, I, take I, everything is an awesome song. Yeah, live through this. It's very, album. very good. But you know why it's so good? Because exactly. Kurt wrote it. Exactly. So <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Like, she's such a fraud. So she, the band whole, Kurt Cobain basically gave her songs that he didn't care about. Like, that he was like, <laughs> I'm not going to use this. So here, so he basically wrote her a bunch of songs. She, you know, he didn't even want credit for it. He didn't care. Right? Yeah. He, you know, he loved her and stuff. So he's like, whatever, I'll give her the, this music. So you notice when, when he was gone, she was screwed. 
like the second and third records were terrible because she didn't write the first record. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, she's so going from, she lost the crutch. So exactly. Remember like, go on, take every, like that was wicked. And then she's like singing songs about Malibu that like, you can like play on a senior's cruise. Like things change big time. Like it went from like hardcore to like weak ass pop. You're right. After the first album, it went like, it was just, it was a totally different vibe because he wasn't around. Right. She couldn't do it without him. That's, that's you know, you know who wrote that. It was like uh, Stevie Nicks. Really? Like Stevie yeah, Nicks and Courtney Love. Stevie Nicks ended up, yeah, they ended up together. And, you know, the basis, the basis of Holes from Montreal. Like, Montreal, yeah. In fact, like the people that wrote, I know the people that wrote, like, Holes second and third records. She basically got, like, a bunch of no-name kids here in Montreal. Montreal is like a big music hub. You'd be surprised. Like, the band Simple Plan, too, who I'm buddies with. You know, they're not massive, but they're pretty damn big. But people don't realize it. Like, they've written, like, Motley Crue songs and stuff. <laughs> like, like, which is pretty, pretty nuts. Like, like, Simple Plan had, like, leftover songs, and Motley Crue have used them. Like, you know, it's, it's a small world. Which, like, it's a big thing in the music business. People don't realize that very few artists are writing their own songs. You know, a lot of it, say, imagine, Cam, it's sort of like, imagine if I wrote, like, a, a rock riff. And then I shopped it around. Mm -hmm. Basically, it would say, you know, anyone like this? You like this? You think it's catchy? It's yours, you know? But basically, now guys will write a song with someone in mind. So it'll be like you'll write a riff and you hope that Taylor Swift will do it. That's where the money's at in songwriting. But anyways, let's uh, try to pick (laughs) people some uh, some winners here. And like I said earlier, let me know, Yang, what's up with that link? It works. Okay, that's good yeah, stuff. Good works, stuff, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Yang says it's a go, Gabe. Okay, thumbs does, up. Thumbs okay, up. so why don't we do it on the other side since we're going to a break? You got it. We, you yeah, got it we'll play it when we come back. Metal Matt, Metal was, like, Matt. really liking it, man. Yeah, yeah we'll play it, yeah. it, buddy. Metal Matt's into it. Yeah, Yang, you know what? Yeah, good CD stuff. We'll play the whole you. song on the other side when we get back. Awesome. That's great. So Gabe's uh, homicide. A little taste on the other side. Metal Matt Yang. Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a party. You should get the album Judgment Night, Yang. It's when uh, alternative and hip hop met each other a long time ago. We'll talk about sports on the other side and listen to some homicide. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Thanks, Yang. Thanks, Metal Matt. I'm Cam Stewart here. Toronto, Gabe Morenci on location, Montreal, getting ready after the show for the sound check homicide tonight, Yang. And uh, we'll let uh, Gabe set it up there, Gabe. Uh, what link uh, did you send, uh, Yang? And uh, what, what do we got here? New material? Yeah, I'm glad it worked. And yeah, this is the title track of our uh, first record in, in 24 years, 25 years. Our first record was in 1995. So here we are now, yep, um, 20, 24 years later uh, with Left for Dead. Basically, we, uh, we were Left for Dead as a band, Cam. People forgot about us. Um, <laughs> it's a cold world, so we were left to dead, left to rot, but we're back to seek revenge and cause mayhem and chaos. <laughs> so let's go with uh, the title track here, Left for Dead. I think I'm dead, but I'm not. From the ashes, you take what you've got. You think I'm dead, but I'm not. Left or dead, left to rot. Been 
drummer's amazing. the laugh dude your your drummer is that guy is wicked like he is like it sounds like a machine gun man he's good fast as hell i wrote that song sort of like a tank cam just imagine a tank that's running everything over that's like a tank in a military very military very much so very that's a good thing cam yeah, but you know we you know and Brooks shout out to Brooks. He's like, man, these guys Marcy's banging this stuff out. He doesn't even get time to practice. Uh, but you know when our drummer's as good as he is, he sort of steals the you know. So you see this guy live, and it's like it's over the top. He's a great, great drummer. He used to play with Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, wow. You know when when they were young, actually another old school. You know when Sarah McLaughlin's from Halifax, so was he. So he used to be in bands in high school and stuff like that. Uh, with her, but uh, yeah, great drummer, great session uh, guy. Uh, hopefully, we can rock it uh, tonight. I can tell you, it's not easy, and maybe on the way out, we'll squeeze one more in. Uh, we got one that's a little bit more diverse than that, but that's a pretty standard metal track. Uh, should be a great time tonight, the Catacombs. And you know what? Uh, we were speaking uh, with the Meadowlands and uh, with Mike Cardano, and Cardano said, you know what? The homicide should play here at the Meadowlands. And I was thinking, there's no way, man, we could have Left for Dead cranked out on the rooftop with a metal end. <laughs> I'm thinking, he's like, no, no, they have rock bands here. Oh, and I'm thinking, awesome. yeah, but not this type of rock. And then lo and behold, Kev, I see, I look, and there's a, there's a big poster. Yeah, the metal ends, they have like a, there's a whole other room upstairs and event stuff. And I see Iron Maiden cover band. They wow. don't rage against the machine. They also know they're not opposed uh, to metal. Like they even had a metal night uh, up there. So they're not opposed to metal. So uh, we're hoping to set up when the weather gets warmer. Hopefully we can set up and homicide could play on the, uh, the rooftop of the Meadowlands racetrack. It's a great, a great, a great uh, um, event space up there. They got a stage. It'd be great. You see the city behind you. It would be freaking epic. 
That would be wicked. Like, so think about that. Meadowlands, you got Jets, Giants, Horses, Book, and you could play there, like, in a band, too. It's like, uh, yeah, no, dude, that would be an experience. Like, that would be amazing. That's all. That's awesome. Man. That's great. It's something you'd never imagine doing in life. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, never once it ever crossed my mind. You know what? I think Homicide will play at the Metal Ads racetrack one day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like it's like Gabe. It's like the guy from Woodbine. Hey, you, know, you guys want to play? We're having a metal show here. Don't worry. The horses, yeah, they're in the stalls. We're going to rock it out tonight. Like, that's great. Was that the stuff that you did at uh, Metalworks in my neck of the woods? That's what that, that was the stuff you were doing for that yeah, album, yeah. correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you know what? It was recorded. We did this in essentially two days, and we didn't see each other in years, and we banged it off in about five days. All that was about a week's work. But the thing is, the songs were written in a week, recorded in a week, practiced in a week. You know, it, it can always be better after the fact, but I'm at the age now where, I, you know, we did the best we could. You know what I mean? I'm proud of it. It sounds really heavy. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy with the final result. How many tours you got left in you? After this one, that's the thing. <laughs> not a lot, bro. Yeah, Dude, standing up with this guitar, this guitar I have is heavy, man. My back is whacked. <laughs> uh, our guitarist is like sick as a dog complaining. His back hurts. Like our age is there a little bit. So <laughs> like it actually dawned on me. I'm like, I don't know why we're playing tomorrow in Sherbrooke. It's like a two hour yeah. drive, bro. Like we're going up to Bishop's university to play at a college, uh, college metal fest tomorrow night. But you know what? I want to see if I still have it in me. Uh, we haven't gotten into any brutal fights. Me and the guitarist got into it a bit, uh, <laughs> but I just walked out of the room. So, you know, it's been, it's been okay. It's been relatively That's peaceful. Good. I'm not staying with them. They're all staying together. I got my own room. I'm not stupid. Awesome. <laughs> I can't be around four the, grown men for like five days. Cam. That's not happening, buddy. So who's the dude in Kitchener with the pinball machines? Is he, uh, is, is he a part of that one or is he the guy? The guy that uh, no, you no, stayed he's, out. Yeah, Andy, oh boy, Andy. Andy the Brown fan. Yeah, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a woman cooked you a turkey <laughs> dinner. Sounds nice. I was like, wow, I could have gone there for dinner. It sounds great. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> great. What a great house he has. Yeah, recording studio, uh, you know, uh, ACDC pinball machine. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the man. Like, that guy's still living it. Like, I admire those guys that are, like, in bands and stuff, like, still, like, living, like, when they were teenagers, right? Like all the trinkets and stuff. That's cool, no, man. He's, no. uh, <laughs> I respect that because it, it's hard. That's it's our guitarist, Cam. Cool. Cam? That's wicked. I started playing. I played my first show in a band in 1985. I was 15 years old in Corrupted Youth. So in 1985, I did my first ever show. And the guy that we play with now joined us like two years later type thing, like 87 or something. And he hasn't changed like one bit, like not one bit from before. You know what I mean? Like he went out the other night to hand flyers out. Like the guy's 52. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Like, That's his awesome. enthusiasm, like, yeah, his enthusiasm, exactly. Like he's, he's straight out of, I don't know, guys, there's a great, there's a band called Anvil. They're Canadian band, Anvil, metal band. Yep. And they've had their moments and stuff, but they never really got big at all. And so, like, they were so not big, like, Homicide, we toured with them type thing. So, like, they never really expanded. And they did a documentary. And, like, the guys in their mid-50s and stuff, and the band is there, and the lead guy, Lips, of course, um, starts breaking down, Cam. I promise you guys we become stars, and God damn it, we're going to become stars. It's like, bro, you're 54, man. Like, it's done. <laughs> like, you'd be happy you're playing the clubs you're playing and deal with it. Exactly. Like, it's over. You're yeah. not, like... But it was so real, Cap. It was so like genuine of him breaking down, and he's like, "We opened the we, you know, Brian Adams opened for us." And he's like going over his history. ACDC saw the movie and brought him on a world tour. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, they, they did that. That's wicked. Yeah. I'll tell I'll tell you a story after the break too. Gave some chick that I went to college with. She knew you when you were uh, first starting out too. I've even told you this story before. We'll go over the best fourth quarter too with our best bets of the night. Stay tuned, everybody. Red Heat Rage. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Action, fellas. Hey, everybody. Cam Stewart, Dave Morenci. Red Heat and Rage, GTD. Guys, getting uh, you ready for uh, the... We're actually talking a lot of music on today's show. It's nice. It's refreshing. Got uh, some sports games to hit up, too, Gabe. I never told you, too, this chicken college. I didn't know who you were, but she used to listen to those bands, Grim Skunk, Voivod, all that stuff, right? So we used to party and stuff. That song, Waiting for Gabby, I didn't even know you back then. I didn't know who Gabby... But that song's about you, right? So it was like, I didn't know who you were or whatever. Is that crazy? Yeah, 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 exactly. Isn't that crazy? She used to love all those yeah. bands. Like, she probably saw you in concert a million times. It was crazy. It's absolutely nuts. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You guys going to yeah, Lennoxville? Yeah. Are you going to Lennoxville? Not a lot of people can say that. No, exactly. Isn't Bishops in yeah. Lennoxville, Quebec? Yeah, that's like, wow, that's a good party town. Should be interesting there. Good college town. Yeah, Lennoxville is like the the English university uh, part. I think we're playing in the actual town, not like, like we're not playing on the college campus. We're playing oh, okay. in Sherbrooke, but yeah, Lennoxville, Bishop, it's Bishops. Yeah, it's it, it's that college town. But yeah, you had a grim skunk song, looking for Gabio, actually about me. And I was supposed to be in the video and uh, to play myself and I was going to get paid and I got bounced. They they bounced me for Jamaican dude for dread. So in the video, Gabio's a Jamaican bro, but it's actually <laughs> me in real life. I just always looking for Gabio. <laughs> so it always reminded me of like the the Kramer when Kramer wanted to play Kramer, and they're like, "Nah, you're not playing Kramer." And I was like, I I was mad at the time. I'm like, I don't understand how you guys write a song about me. You you you, you do a video yeah, for it, even, like a big fancy video, yeah. and I'm not even in the video. You know what it was? I couldn't skateboard well enough. Oh, no, I couldn't skateboard. Like they, they got like some fancy producer that did like big time videos. And there was the vision I had to skateboard and I could skate, but this guy was like doing tricks and like, whatever. It was just stupid. Like I got bounced from my own video. It's a cold world. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is, man. So what do you like tonight, Marenzi? I know you're very, very busy and probably not going to be playing too much. Where do you want to start? Like one game tonight. You want to go through the NFL board or NBA, NHL? Where do you want to start? I like seeing the Philadelphia 76ers uh, tonight. Uh, the Sixers, uh, I think, are in a nice spot tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, it was three and a half. It, it keeps going up, actually, though. This no, it's still three and a half. I see uh, three and a half. Number, uh, Okay, good. Yeah, it was three earlier, so I can leave, you know, three and a half. I prefer to three. Uh, but I don't know. This this number feels just a little bit light right now. If you look at Philadelphia teams, Boston, um, you know, they, they got beat up by Orlando. So now, if, if they would have won this game against Orlando, Philadelphia would probably be like a five and a half point uh, favorite here. And I know they struggled against uh, Cleveland as well, but they won the basketball game. You know, they lost at Phoenix, they lost at Utah, they lost at Denver. So they have struggled with Western Conference teams, yet Oklahoma City's not in that class camp. And Philadelphia sort of got beat up pretty good last week uh, on the road. You know, going back on the road here, I think, uh, you know, in a one-off, I think they're going to be able to beat Oklahoma City by more than three and a half points tonight. Oklahoma City just don't have the talent to match up with them. They don't. I was actually looking at another three and a half point, like for another NBA game. What do you think about Detroit? They're laying three and a half at Charlotte, total 220. Like I kind of like Detroit in that spot. It's not a lot, or you could take them a buck 50 on the money line. Do you got an opinion on that game? I know it's kind of not two little marquee teams, but I kind of like Detroit with a low uh, low number going into Charlotte. I, I still don't think Charlotte's very good. I don't like to go against home dogs, Gabe, but it's a short line. What do you think? You got an opinion uh, on that game? No, I want to take a wait-and-see approach uh, with Detroit. They, they really weren't any good. Uh, without Blake Griffin to start the year, so let's see if they can get something. Uh, let's see if they can get something going 
you know, I don't, I don't love, uh, I don't love the board tonight. I don't like playing a lot of points, Cam. But one thing with the Lakers and LeBron, they beat up on bad teams. They do. You know, that, this is what they do. They, um, they, they've, if you look at the Lakers, they've actually smashed uh, when when they played at home against bad teams for the most part. Um, you know, you look, they played Charlotte, one twenty to one hundred and one. They played Memphis, one twenty to ninety one. Um, uh, Miami, they beat the Miami Heat by fifteen points. I think it's it's doable. Now listen, Sacramento come in, they've won a couple of games in a row, uh, but Sacramento are also capable of getting blown out. You know, I, I'm not I'm not in in full betting mode, Cam. I've been running around everywhere. I'm good to go for the National Football League, but tonight and we, now we do a pick of the day actually for Daily Roto, and uh, my pick was the Philadelphia 76ers. So that that's what I like tonight. I got to tell you something. When I was doing in game live, I'm back with. Uh... Bovi and Ranieri tonight at eight o'clock. And one thing we noticed when when Wetzel and I were doing this show with Jared, we we track this Lakers team game. It's to what you said, like you're they're they're blowing out teams. They're covering big numbers, but the as you said, look at those scores. They're not going over, right? Like like the thing is, they're setting these totals at, at a little bit high, and they're just staying under the number. They're covering the big number, but it's just you you assume, oh yeah, these guys are going to score a buck twenty. Well, they play defense a bit. That's the thing. That's the thing. They talked about it like. That's the problem with the injury, right? All of a sudden, like their their defense has been much improved. They're climbing the NBA charts. It went from a problem to now kind of an asset. And that's the thing. They're cut like they're winning by 22, but they're winning like 118, 89, or 92. Like they've really toned it down. Like, and they've clamped down on their defense. So I wouldn't be in a rush to bet the over 215. And that's what we talked about with Wetzel. I told these guys, like Portland, everyone's on Portland against the Raptors. If it's too good to be true. And these numbers look like that. Why like why didn't that line move with the Raptors playing, you know, three games and like four nights they were busy. They they beat the Lakers. They played their asses off against the Clippers, and the Clippers had to pull away late. And they go into Portland, a team as you talked about, Moretzi, major problems like signing Carmelo Anthony, like that's gonna help the situation. But that and, and the line was two and a half and it didn't go up to three or whatever. It's so it's a lot of those things. When we look at that, like we gotta you know what I mean? We gotta focus in and attack that stuff. Finding those bad numbers, everybody in their mother bet Portland that night. Raptors beat them outright with all the injuries that they have, right? So that stuff. I noticed that happens in the NBA game more than any other league. I'd say NFL second, but NBA number one. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And you look tonight, another game, uh, Cam, on the board is the uh, the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And it's 222 and a half. You talk about the number being what it is. It, you know, it might feel a little bit high, but it really isn't. Golden State can't and don't play defense. That's um, true. They, you know, they play track meets every night. You know, D'Angelo Russell just bombs away. They're eight and four to the over on the season. Boston are just five and five as far as totals are concerned. But Boston Celtics are averaging 116 points a game. Um, you know, they they scored 140 points uh, the other night against uh, the Washington Wizards. We're seeing Cam this year in the NBA. Even though the totals, it's all sort of evens out. It feels like everything's going over because there's some really high-scoring games in the NBA. But the thing is, the totals are really high, so yeah. it's still basically like fifty-fifty as far as over/unders. There's not really one one way to the other. But my point is, when a game goes over, it usually skyrockets over. True. And I think this is one of these games tonight that the odds maker, you know, they have to do their job. And they're trying to get action on both sides, but I think the number's a little low. I think this game's going to get to about two twenty, high two twenties. They get to tonight, Cam. It's two twenty two and a half, uh, you know, depending on your book. But I think we can get to you know the mid two twenties in here. So I'll go with the over with uh, Boston and Golden State tonight. Yeah, no, I, I was looking at that too. I think we can get there with no defense there. What about this one, Gabe? The Wizards and Timberwolves, right? Wiggins out. Take a look. So Timberwolves are still laying six. See the total in this game. 239. Minnesota's been playing crazy overs. Like they're 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 at like 77 points at the half and stuff like that. They've been they've been crazy. They score, but they can also still give it up. 239 total. Washington, Minnesota, no Wiggins, but it doesn't really matter. That's whoever comes in there is just going to be lighting it up and scoring points too. What do you think about that total? A little too high? It's a little too high, although it probably still gets there anyways. What you just brought up is a good point, though. Whenever people think something's obvious in the NBA tonight, so it's like, oh, Wiggins isn't playing tonight. 
And okay, you know, Minnesota probably still top two them anyways. Exactly. Minnesota's going to go up and down the court. Washington don't play defense either. It'll just mean more shots for Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not like suddenly Minnesota's not going to score tonight because Wiggins isn't there, right? They're still going to score anyways. You know, I, no one's getting rich betting on the Minnesota Timberwolves, but I wouldn't take the Wizards here just because Wiggins is out, to your point of what you were talking about earlier. Uh, you know, you look at the Wizards, they're a two and seven basketball team. Minnesota's showing a little heart this year, actually, as well, Kev. You know, they're seven and four on the year. They clearly are yep. tired of being mocked and being called soft. Uh, and if you look at the overs with Minnesota, guys, uh, they played 11 games, eight and three to the over, Kev. Right, so like you know, they they are yeah. coming to run you out of the building. Exactly. You know, look at Minnesota scores. They beat San Antonio one twenty nine one fourteen. They beat Detroit one twenty to one fourteen. Uh, Golden State one hundred and twenty five points they put up on the board. Exactly. And Washington, Washington don't play defense. I mean, Washington have given up one hundred and forty, one hundred and thirteen, one hundred and twenty one, one hundred and thirty one. 159, right? So uh, I would look at the, uh, I would look at, uh, I would look at uh, Minnesota and the over in this game. So we're opposite of Babano, Gabe. So uh, we're riding um, Fresno State getting a point tonight. I know San Diego State's at home. I think I'm going to make a play. I actually went 2-0 in college last night. I took a shot with Kent State. They came back and covered against Buffalo. And one, like, I was cra- that was crazy, the comeback they had in that game to get it done. And Pitt covered in overtime, so that was nice. It was a pretty, a pretty good night on the ice. San Jose got it done. Uh, Winnipeg was a big pooch they won. I was wrong with, uh, what was the game that I took? Arizona, yeah, they lost 3-2, to two, but pretty good night on the ice. Hope to do it again. I'm, I kind of agree with Babano. Like, Boston looks very obvious. The Leafs are beat down. Boston's coming off a loss. That's a tough game. The Leafs are laying 25 cents. I'm not going to take them tonight, but not betting Boston. I'm going to tell you something, Gabe, in your backyard, Washington's a wicked team, but plus 145, I can make a case for Montreal tonight. One of the hardest working teams in hockey, they're scoring goals, and Washington's been playing really, really well. This could be the night if they don't bring their A game. Montreal's the type of team with the talent and the way how they work to go in there at plus 145 and get it done. And I agree with Babano. These six and a half, sometimes they're tough to take overs, but I think Montreal and Washington, I see like a five to four shootout type of hockey game, and I'm going to take a shot with uh, Montreal as a dog. Pittsburgh, the Devils is a little bit tough. Pittsburgh's minus 115, but Sidney Crosby's out for a long time. Three with the Devils there. I like the Devils. Exactly. That's what I was saying too. The Devils need like a big home win against a, a team like Pittsburgh. I think they're going to bring their A game tonight. Hall and those guys are going to play well. Um, Eileen Devils, too, even money. Blues and Jackets, that game can go either way. Uh, I'm not going to bet it. And I will say this, I also agree with Babano on this point. The Philadelphia Flyers, Ottawa's good. They had a nice little win, but Philadelphia's playing better hockey. Carter Hart's starting to be better. Only laying 40 cents in Ottawa. I like that. But Gabe, I'm telling you, the Montreal Canadiens, people could say what they want. They're one of those teams, and you know me, I watch hockey like all the time. Like they're one of the hardest working teams. Like the young guys on that team, they barely uh screw the pooch. Like they're they're hard working, and Washington has the talent, but if they're not ready to play and take these guys lightly, Montreal at plus one forty five is a nice dog for me. Yeah, I think the Canadians are a live dog uh tonight. I agree. Uh there I think the Canadians play the Devils tomorrow night. So I think the Devils can win tonight and the Habs win tonight and they play each other uh tomorrow yeah. night. Uh, here in Montreal, but since I'm not going to be on uh, the college show uh, tomorrow morning, as far as the college games, um, I, uh, I'm going to take uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I'll take them plus the three. It could be a close game, but I'm not opposed to the Gophers on the money line. I like uh, I like Auburn on the money line. I think Auburn's going to beat Georgia uh, tomorrow and really send uh, the playoff standings into chaos. I like it, Marencia. For on the ice tonight, New Jersey plus 100. Philadelphia minus 140. Montreal, the dog of the night, like Winnipeg, plus 145. Over six and a half. Montreal, Washington, and Fresno State. Have a great show, Gabe. Talk to you soon, buddy. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. you missed on Game Time Decisions. CFL, you look at it last week, you know, Edmonton uh, gets the job done as a slight underdog against Montreal, and Winnipeg wins outright as a dog against Calgary. Uh, 2-0 if you bet the underdogs last week, and, you know, this is a leery feeling I'm getting about this game. I was really confident early in the week, oh, we're going to crush Edmonton, no problem at all, but as we get closer to game time. You know, I still think we've got better uh, talent on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, but it's still Dane Evans' first ever playoff start. And as good as he's been for us, he's been excellent. Our offense has been incredible. Our defense has been terrific as well. It's his first ever playoff start. Can he live up to the moment, so to speak? And Trevor Harris always plays well against us. Uh, going back to when he was with Ottawa, he always had big games against this Ticat team, and he was off the charts good last week against Montreal. He had 22 straight completions to start that game. So there's enough concerns to me that I wouldn't want to lay six with Hamilton. I think we win a game, but if it's close, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. No, I agree, Babano. And I wouldn't say, Gabe, the old T word, but Hamilton to a pick. And I find it interesting, too, how Winnipeg gets no respect. Last week, that was the bigger play I was on. They were getting, like, what was it, Babano five and a half against the Stampeders, who are notorious chokers. They usually wait till you know, the Grey Cup to choke. But Winnipeg getting no respect in that game. That line opened up at four, and it they're, they're getting three points in this game. So I'm kind of with Gabe Babano. Like, I look at Winnipeg as a dog saying they can beat Saskatchewan, and, and we're getting points with this team. They got a lot of talent. Yeah, I'm on Winnipeg too. Uh, I got them plus. I've got them, you know, plus three, three and a half. Either one's good. Uh, seven and one against the spread this year. The Blue Bombers. They've been ec- as an underdog. They've been excellent in this role. I think Mike O'Shea used his two quarterbacks to perfection last week. He brought Strebler in. He br- bring Kalaros in. Kalaros the better passer. Strebler the better runner. It worked to perfection. Their defense. I'm impressed with how good that Winnipeg defense played last week. They shut down. I've never seen Bo Levi Mitchell in a big playoff game look that bad and look that poor. And the Blue Bombers made him look bad. Uh, they were picking him off. He was not reading the defense well. This is a Winnipeg team. It's playing well. They went through a little swoon there midway through the season, but they look like they're picking their game up again. It's never easy to win in Saskatchewan. I respect the heck out of what they've done. You know, Cody Fajardo's had a great year. They've got a great defense, too. That's why the total's 44 uh, in this game. But, guys, I picked Hamilton versus Winnipeg. Great cup before the season. I'm not going to waver from that. Uh, I'll go with Hamilton, and I'll take the points with Winnipeg in the, in the West Final. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sports. 